Hello and welcome to another episode of the Solo Powered Podcast with me, Ariana Dunn. This is a podcast that celebrates doing things solo, whether that be solo travel, solo business venture, solo pursuits of passion, single by choice, solo journey to parenthood. There really is no end to things that you can do on your own. But remember, this is not about living a lonely life. This is about living the most full life on your terms. In this episode, we are going to talk about the self-publishing route. Uh, They say that everybody has a book in them, and thanks to platforms like Amazon, we are now in a position where we can actually write our books and get them published ourselves without waiting for a big publishing house to sign us. Gone be the days where you have to send out hundreds or of manuscripts to not hear anything back if you have a book and you want people to read it there are ways in which you can do it yourself we have a fantastic guest in the studio Yvonne Redden is a self-published author she during the pandemic wrote a book called Talk Learn Connect it is a series of interviews with well-known people and as Yvonne says she is a big fan of human interest stories that help to inspire and motivate motivate people to do things that they want to do in their life. Yvonne has created a series called The Writer's Mindset, which is a video series offering lots of tips and advice to other budding writers who would be interested in getting their book published and going down the self-publishing route. So we're going to talk about that and to see how Yvonne um, went uh, down that road and created her own book. But Yvonne is also a mother of three children. She's a solo parent and we're going to talk about the wonders of being being a solo parent whilst also running your own businesses as well. She's also created a new service called the Story Angel, which which helps people um, to tell their own stories in a in in a ghost written fashion. So she's able to help people who have something that they want to say, but maybe don't have the skills to write it themselves. So we'll chat about all those things. I'm so excited because as I've talked about here before, I too have written, I've got about three half written books, which I uh, will someday finish. Um, so very excited to hear what tips and advice that Yvonne might have for any budding writers out there talking about the self-publishing journey. So Yvonne, thank you so much for joining us in the studio. Thank you. That's a great intro. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you remember all that, Ariana. Well done. (laughs) Thanks so much. So, so yeah, so tell us, look, I I always ask our guests, you know, I do always do an intro like that, but I do like to hear in your own words, I Mm. suppose, your your journey and your story to to, to date and and to uh, publishing your book during the pandemic. Yeah, I suppose. Where do I start? Because... During the pandemic, um, it was actually a very positive time for me. Um, from being a solo parent and always on my own, it didn't really bother me, the isolation periods. Mm. And I took it as a time to really reinvent myself. And I, I definitely reinvent. So I began my business during the pandemic at age 49. Wow. And I decided I, I was studying up until that point all through my life for the last 20 years because I was a single parent. I couldn't afford the childcare to go and work full time. So I studied so I could do the school runs and all that kind of thing and pick up collections. So I studied, I had a journalism degree 
and I've gone on since to get two postgrad degrees as well in different areas of learning and teaching writing and innovation and business and entrepreneurship. So I was kind of creating my skills, getting them all together while being at home as a single mom. And at 49, I was at home going, I just want to give this a go. And I said um, to my friend who's an an entrepreneur, what do I need to do? So she said, get on LinkedIn and start there and start networking and start, you know, putting up consistent content, getting people to know how you write and just start there. So I did. So my business is content. I'm a content creator, freelance writer. Um, Content creation covers so much, though. I mean, there's videos, there's written pieces, there's graphics. I design kind of everything and anything. Um, So this is where the book came along. During the pandemic, I started a a profile piece called TLC, Talk, Learn, Connect. And it was a five-piece, a five-question for, um, format that I sent out to people that I had, I had heard um, in webinars on Ryan Tuberty's show. And that just kind of uh, piqued my interest and I wanted to know more. So I contacted them all and they were all at home anyway because they had nothing to do in the pandemic. So they all said, yes, yeah, I'll do that. So it ended up being about 37, 38 interviews from all different people authors, leadership, Lorraine Keane, Bibi Baskin. You know, I even got Nellie Olson from Little House in the Prairie. You know, and that was a real fluke and that was a real highlight of 2021 for me. So I put them on my my website um, on a, a link up there and they were just sitting there and I was like, well, I want more people to read these interviews. So I decided to go down the self publishing route and try and do it myself. And because I I proofread and do grammar and teach, I didn't need to go down to proofreading, you know, services. I could do all that myself. So that would cut the cost. So I started there, really, Ariana, with what I had, my content I had. Brilliant. Well done. I mean, that's such an an amazing achievement. And Mm. to to do all of that learning and everything that you did throughout your life. So what is the process then? So talk to me about sort of, you know, we, we've, we've had a, a writer um, previously, Kelly Shatter was on, where we talked about kind of the somewhat lonely endeavour of being a writer, of sort of sitting down at the computer with a blank screen and having to kind of put pen to paper. Mm. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned obviously this was done during the pandemic, but what kind of advice would you give out to any kind of writers out there who may be thinking that they would like to, to write? What kind of tools Mm. or skills do you think is important for someone to have i think for a start probably a lot of people have content there already Mm. that they don't even realize is there i mean mine was sitting on my website so to direct people there you need to be on social media as well and i think before you even write your book or finish it start building your profile on facebook or find the the platform that where your demographic, where your cohort is, where your audience is. And I think that's really important. Yes, you need to be on all of them, but can you be on all of them and have a full-time job? That That's, uh, you know, mission impossible, isn't it? So I think it's finding that platform that you can start building up your um, readers and your audience, interact with people before you even get your book to the final stages of editing and formatting so that's a really good step my area is human interest so I love human interest stories so it's kind of memoir business stroke business so for me it was human interest stories so that's kind of what the genre I went for anyway um I think just see what you have first. I mean, everyone has a drawer that has a manuscript or a half manuscript in it. Take it back out and see if you can do anything with what you have already. 
join writers groups mm. you know see if there's any local ones the library is a huge resource for writers there's always um, services there writers workshops readers groups and I think even start there Facebook has lots of groups there's mm. lots of information on, on Facebook so for a writer Facebook is great for the groups mm-hmm. so even start your do your research first mm-hmm. see where you are see what genre you are if it's crime is it memoir is it, you know, something else? Go and find where those groups are that write about the same mm-hmm. um, genre you, you want to write about. So, like, as a as a mother of three, like, how did you find the time to... I mean, obviously, I know you were talking about being in pandemic, but, I mean, how much time were you dedicating to kind of writing or, you know, put, putting... Uh, Every minute I had. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning before the kids got up to schedule my posts out to make sure it was consistent that two, three posts were going out a week on LinkedIn so people wouldn't forget you yeah. and they were looking forward to seeing your posts. So I got up early before the kids got up early because once they were up, that was it. Mm. The day was full. And then I'd have breaks in between and I'd go up on the computer. In Any break I could get I, in the pandemic was when I would, and then late at night, mm. you know, I think you just have to take the time when you can three kids to get through a pandemic you know mentally and physically was was a tough going that first year that was really tough but you do it and you, it, it kind of kept me going through it it kept me sane mm. having that purpose having something to do that wasn't keeping the kids yes I had to keep them all all okay but um it gave me something else to have a goal I suppose mm. as well mm. just managed it yeah so talk to us about your kids then and mm. your kind of your solo uh your solo parenting journey I have a 20 year old boy um and he was born in Australia I lived in Australia for 10 years many moons ago um and then my twins are nine so twins at age 41 getting pregnant wow. I'd only finished my degree in journalism I qualified had my lovely ceremony graduation a couple of months later I was pregnant with twins wow. so I really wanted to get that experience of being a journalist and in the newsroom and I just couldn't so I really that's one kind of biggest not regret but thing I missed out on I think mm. but um this was what life was throwing at me so things are thrown at you because I think they know you can handle it mm-hmm. maybe I don't know <laughs> but or maybe and I started writing about it being a single parent and I set up a blog called sleeping with the dishes because okay. I got no sleep and I was constantly at the dishes doing cleaning dishes so I started writing about my my what it was like as a single parent because their dad was gone when they were very young and I was on my own with uh, four month old babies twins and uh Fifth, a 13, 14 year old boy to get into secondary school as well, yeah. hormonal boy. Yeah. So that was a really tough time, you know, and I kind of had to let things go for five years till I got the kids into school. But I was always on webinars, I was always on learning, training things, workshops, anything I could find on Zoom. I joined and I listened and I learned and I learned digital marketing, how to, how to do graphics design just how to do lots of different things that I was interested in mm-hmm. so I use I don't know how I did it to be honest with you <laughs> it's a bit of a blur but it, it all kind of makes sense now and when they were five they went they started school and I started college as well I went to NCI to do a postgrad of all things to become a teacher I wanted to teach 
um, people in my community how to write and learn how to get into jobs and help them with the writing side of it. Yeah. So I was helping in my local community after I qualified. People like myself that were single parents that didn't know what to do and wanted to work but couldn't because of their circumstances but uh, and just lost their confidence a little bit because I lost my confidence. And I found learning and education boosted that confidence again for me. You can never stop learning. You know, I'd still think I'd do another course if it came along, mm. you know. And I think that's, I don't know how I've managed it, but I have. And it's the kids have seen me working so hard. And you become a role model to the kids, don't you? Mm. Well, I hope so anyway. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, you so you've got a 20-year-old and nine-year-old mm. twins now. Yeah. Um, like we've we've had a, an episode on here of of Clodagh Hagen who uh you know decided to have a baby on her own and and uh, go down that path but there is an awful lot of solo parents out there who maybe didn't necessarily choose the solo route maybe they were in relationships mm. and you know found themselves pregnant and then for whatever reason uh you know one of the parents you know leaves them and and, and they're left being a solo parent so that has been sort of your ex- experience and yeah. what kind of uh sort of for any of the listeners out there who are maybe going through solo parenting like mm. how, what what kind of lessons have you lo- oh, sort of learned do you know what i just say though i just say hang in there mm-hmm. I've always had a dream to be a writer, you know. I always felt there was more in me. I love being a parent, don't get me wrong. It's tough, it's challenging. It stops you from doing things because you've got to put them first. That can be hard, that waiting game. It's a real waiting game. But I I started networking. Like if I was to talk about manifestation, I think I manifested all this 10, 12 years ago. Going to workshops, meeting people that I'm actually friends with now. These writers that have really helped and supported me. Um, I just think hang in there. The dream might have to wait five ten years but if it's something that you're really passionate about it'll happen Mm. you know so I think it it will happen if you make it you have to make it happen as well Mm. I really wanted to do this so it just it just took a long time you know hang in there is Mm. my kind of advice and look look for your community centers they are a great resource as well to help you get back into education or even just to build your confidence up back up slowly mm. just mingling socialize social interaction you know go and chat to people have a cup of coffee and they will direct you where to go whether it's for education whether it's something else they they'll help you mm. the community centers are amazing mm. there's a, a a girl that um a lady who's been working with us in irish country magazine Gemma delaney and she uh became a parent at 18 and mm. she raised her daughter and she's uh she's 36 now and she recently graduated from uh, a university she studied journalism she studied media um and she'd always wanted to kind of work in radio and she was working with us for the last two months um and and as an editorial assistant role and she's just gotten her own radio show so mm. she's actually leaving she's going to be uh spin the spin home with Gemma delaney on wlr radio well down uh, down in wexford so you know it's something that she's always wanted to do as well yeah. and as you say that kind of idea of like hanging in there that idea yeah. of sort of you know your dream will material materialize if if you absolutely if you manifest it and if you visualize mm. it and if you believe that it will happen you know but it is about putting your out there and, mm-hmm. and it is about as you say networking yeah. um, I, I created a networking course myself that I teach corporate organizations and salespeople the importance of how to network and how to build up your profile whether that be LinkedIn which is obviously fantastic yeah. 
um, or Instagram or Facebook or any of the social media platforms yeah. or even just as you say going into the local community and yeah. and helping people there um, so before I ask you about sort of the, your desire to kind of help people in your local community where did your love of writing come from has it something that has always been there or, or how, where did yeah, that come from yeah I think so I think I always kind of scribble down it's funny I was at this event the other night I'll tell you this quick story um, I was at a, an event a networking event Enterprise Women's Network it was the first time there there was a guy there helping people pitch their elevator pitches which is I help people write them as well mm. so I'm up there going right well, how do you make something different you know and I, on the way home from it I learned loads I was thinking in my head how would I do mine you know and I think I'd start with Once Upon a Time there was a girl who always wanted to be a writer and then she had three kids <laughs> and then it stopped but um, as I got home my, my older boy was minding the twins while I went to the event it's all this juggling that's the struggle so I got down there and she was after being writing at the table and, and she showed me what she was writing and it was like mom can I read this to you and I said yeah once upon a time there was a girl that wanted to be a writer it was like she was reading my mind Ariana. it was like I just nearly fell off the chair. I said, what? She goes, it was my mama's passion and her name is Yvonne and she always wanted to write. So I'm definitely role modeling my kids. How she even got that onto paper thinking what I was in my head. It was just, it's just bizarre. But, um, you know, I think um, you manifest everything that you want to do as well. I I have a vision board at home. I do it every year, put all my pictures on it, what I want. A couple of things have happened already. Um, you get things moving if you if you see if you visually see what you want. I think, don't you? Absolutely. As well. And so, talk to me, yeah, about the, the the little girl who wanted to be a writer. So, yeah. what kind of writing were you doing? You know, firstly, I always wanted to be a fashion designer when I was in school, but I soon discovered I couldn't draw. <laughs> <laughs> my um, my my drawings were dreadful, and my twins are fantastic at drawing. I don't know where they got the gift from. But um, I think I've always jotted down. I've always had a notebook. I always have notebooks in my bag. I always have a pen, journaling. When I went to Australia, uh, I had a couple of miscarriages there and I wrote about it and sent them off to magazines there. Mm. So that human interest thing has always been in there. If I look back that far, that's about 25 years ago. So when I came back then, I knew I did the journalism course in Dunleary College of Further Education and I loved it. I loved that whole research and stories, how to put them together. The, the way a paper is designed, why they put that there and why they put that down there. So I think my love of writing really got honed in there through educating, through the course. And then it took me years to realise the genre that I loved was human interest mm-hmm. and people's stories. And I love interviewing people, love chatting to them like yourself. And I love here. I think ordinary people have extraordinary stories. Mm-hmm. And they're people in communities. They're not celebrities. It's the normal people you see on the street or you meet when you're out. I love that. I love hearing a good story. Ryan Tuberty's show is, is great, where you've been on yourself. <laughs> I've picked up a lot of great stories there from people that have been on that and yeah. just gone in, delved in a bit more and yeah. discovered more, yeah. you know. And so talk to us about the mm. about your book then, about mm. Talk, Learn, Connect. And you said it's a five-question format? Yeah, that I designed for people I kept it I, now the, the questions would be research to do, to go with their professions and you know it's five questions but all different the last question was always like advice they would give that they were given throughout the career and would they share it so it was it was designed that way there's a couple of exclusives in there as well that I did um, there was one about adoption a lady on, on Ryan Tuberty called Marguerite Penrose she's since gone on to write a book um, and I went in a bit deeper with her because we had similar adoption stories. She was from a mother baby home. I originally came from one. And 
Rachel Gosho had an amazing story as well about survival and about her life. And she's she lives in Galway. She's gone on to write a book as well. Um, these stories I just felt need to be t- needed to be told, and I just became that vessel mm. for people to share them with me. And hopefully that they just I just kind of found they were relaxed with me, and we just chatted. And I just one of the um, interviews was all audio. She recorded it. I had to transcribe it all from listening to it. Now you have all the lovely tools now to do that, and mm. um, they didn't have them two, 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 three years ago. So that love of writing. I think, and my, my original um, career was, was hairdressing. So listening to stories from people, mm. I should write a book about hairdressing stories, <laughs> I tell you. I could, I could give away a few secrets. Mm. I think that, that storytelling probably began there, if yeah. I went back to when I was 18, maybe. Yeah. I loved listening to people's stories. You become a good listener. Yes. Those skills probably started from there, I'd say. Yes, yeah. definitely. Wow. Um, my brother's a personal trainer as well. Yeah. And, you know, we always talk about how it's actually more like counselling than, yeah, than anything because people just want to talk and they yeah. want to have someone listen. I suppose that's, you know, absolutely the same way with, with the coaching, but the, the questioning and the listening skills. Yeah. I have my degree in journalism, but yeah. all of those skills transfer over to the yeah. coaching because, you know, they're all such transferable skills. So what would have been, you know, you touched on two of them there, um, mm. but some other um, interesting kind of interviews from the book that people might be able to look forward to if they go and, and, and buy it. What, what, what kind of other... Yeah, um, it's a real mixed bag. So there's something there for everybody. And it's a book that you can put down and pick back up whenever. It doesn't matter what page you were on. So there are interviews with a collection, it's a variety of people from leaders in business community and the arts. So you've got a couple of authors in there. You've got leadership coaches. You've got listening coaches. Um, there's a real variety. Bibi Baskin, Lorraine Keane, they're all in there sharing stories about themselves and their children. People having to pivot online, how they did that. You know, the ups and downs of being in business. Um, so there's a real mix in there. So something there for everybody. And what was the self-publishing route? If you could mm. sort of talk about that and yeah. if there's anyone out there who's interested in yeah. doing that. So I did try and do it myself, you know, because that's the way I am. I'm very um, stubborn and I like to be very organised and I like to be in control of what I'm of my product because obviously it reflects on my career as, as a proofreader, as a writer. You have, it has to be spot on. So I wanted to be in control of all that. But I soon learned that I had to hand it over and that killed me. I had to hand it over to an editing agency and a guy that I actually interviewed in the book, he had his own agency where he helped people format, design the book, get it to the pub- the printing stage, publishing stages. So after about six to seven months of trying to understand Amazon and the complex web of designing and formatting for there, I was like, I just couldn't do it anymore. I was losing the will to live. And, and I, I wanted this book published so much and I didn't want to hate the book. So I had to hand it over. So there is lots of um, agencies in Ireland that you, don't, that you can use instead of going abroad. You don't need to go abroad. Use Irish people. The, you know, the one I used was JM Agency, editing agency. He's based in Kerry. Um, there's Orla Kelly Publishing in Cork. Lettertech are a fantastic printing company and they have self-publishing.ie. Everything is online. Just research everything. There's companies there to use. So from my um, interviews on the website, I had to put all, transfer all that into a Word doc first. So getting all that done, um, I had a guy help me with that. Design a cover for the book. The cover, when you go into a bookshop, what's the first thing you look for? You know, when you see all the books on the stand, it has to be something eye-catching, doesn't it? Mm. You know, that's what you go for. So that was really important. 
that I um, had that design and my love of the sea swimming and all that was incorporated into my cover and I adore it and green I love green so that was um, I had to find a designer to do that and he did exactly what I wanted so these are the positives of self-publishing that you can be in control of everything you know and it's not going to be changed the title the cover you can go back and forth and make sure that all the proofreading all the stuff that they've gone through and all the edits is the way you want it you're in complete control and that's really important as a self-publishing uh, writer that um, control is there for you and your the rights are all yours mm. you know the copyrights and um, so just in terms of costs was it a costly mm. endeavour like how did you fund yeah, that yeah it can yourself? be but I think I saved on that because I proofread and did all the editing myself it was ready to go to the designer so I just had to pay for designer and format and fees and the Amazon training I did a lot of training with another lady called Karen Brown Grey Mouse Publishing so you have to find the experts, don't you? You can't do everything yourself. And that that killed me, Ariana, not being able to do it all because I loved learning mm. and I thought I could learn everything. But it just took up too much time. Mm. So I went looking for people who could do it. And that was through my networking contacts mm. from LinkedIn, from Facebook. I found these people that could help me. They're all there. Mm. They're all there. So could you give a ballpark figure in terms of like how much people might need to have in order oh, to... Oh, self-publishing, oh my goodness, let me think. Anything from five grand to ten. Yeah. That's at a minimum, you know, depending on how many pages, how your word count. Mm-hmm. The cover, the design can be 500 to 1,000 alone if you're unsure of what you want. I mm-hmm. knew what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So... All, it can start from that cost. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a lot of other um, um, places you can go to that will help you write it, but it takes a year. They're very cheap subscription things. I don't know how that works. <laughs> but it, if you want it all chaptered and proofread and all perfect, you, you need to pay for it. Mm-hmm. You have to go to experts. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And look, you know, we've had, you know, Gordon Hickey, who mm. was on the podcast, he... Uh, wrote, directed, produced and starred in his own short films and you yeah. know he did that because he wanted to um, he wanted to act and he wanted to have a show reel and something to showcase um, but of course you know he had to have a director of photography and a camera person yeah. and other actors so you know it, as I say with the podcast it's not about living a lonely life it's about living the most for life on your terms and knowing that actually there is a tribe of people out there who are willing to help who yeah. are professionals who are experts that you know of course we can't do everything on our own but if there are things that we want to do for ourselves that don't involve you know being picked up by a publishing company or Mm. being picked up you know for a film that you can actually do it on your own on your own terms but of course um enlisting the help of of whoever it is and you you can create your own community can't you you know i'm sure you have at your podcast as well go on and create your own network and community they're your biggest followers and they're your um, customers yeah you know and i think that's really important to do that go and network for sure so from the start of the process then how long was it until you actually got the book in your hands oh god it took me i suppose it took me alone six months or so before i said no i'm not doing this and then another six months i got it done just before christmas last year just in time for the christmas market um so the guts of a year i'd say you know okay and what was that like the moment that you had the the book oh it was amazing there was a few trial and errors with amazon which is a good thing about amazon that you can trial it out and get a proof copy before you actually go publish so that's um a good one to do get a proof copy first to see if it's all the way you want it if there's any last minute errors 
um, that was amazing when I finally got it into my hand waiting for the postman to come from Amazon that was incredible if you go through Amazon for printing obviously you can go to other printing companies like Lettertech um, in Cork it can be that can be costly too the printing side of it yeah. so Amazon is a cheaper version but there is other industries other places you can go Ingram Sparks is another one um, for distribution as well um, you, you really have to do the research printing costs are very expensive especially if there's colour pictures as well I had a few colour pictures of mine so yeah all these things have to be taken into consideration which I didn't really think about you know and the sizing of the pictures so this is why you have to go to the experts mm. go to the, the, you know the people who know what they're doing and the printing on demand is that something that you did with yeah the- and I think that's a good thing about um, self-publishing as well you can print small uh, print not uh, large amounts so uh, and check the printing as well it's a good way to check and see and test is the market if there's a a, a niche is is your niche there do people want to read your book first before you have thousands of copies published (laughs) and sitting in your room do people want to read this book but i think that's people will want to read it if you promote it right as well mm-hmm. so if your PR is really important your your promotion and marketing is huge and I love that side of it but not everyone does mm. not everyone likes the social media side um, I help a lot of authors uh, with the PR side as well mm. I think writing the book is probably the easiest part it's the afterwards isn't it that's the hard one getting it in front of people um, so you can print on demand, you can have small print, you can have print more print runs. So all that is, is a good positive of self-publishing. Um, you're in complete control of everything. Mm. Mm. And then so the route to market then from there, mm. like obviously you, I saw that you had your book launch in one of the book yeah, shops. Yeah, I did. Um, I think that was, that was a really good, um, you need to have a book launch. Yeah. It's the only way, because as a self-published author, you can't get into big book bookshops. They won't take your book. They see the ISBN on the back and Amazon printing. They go, no. And that's something that needs to change because there's lots of self-published writers out there that are writing incredible books because I've interviewed many of them on the writer series that I do. And there's traditional authors there as well. So there's a good mix of, of self-published experiences um, and traditional. And a lot of people have preferred to go down the self-publishing route mm. because of the, the control that they have. Um, you need to find all the independent bookshops and that's why you hire someone like me that knows who they are <laughs> and do all your PR for you. So that's another cost that self-published writers have to um, think about as well, hiring someone that knows who to get who to get you in front of, who to get, you know, talk to on podcasts, um, radio, all that kind of stuff. So you have to really promote yourself. Mm. I mean, it sounds like such a huge amount yeah, of, of work. I mean, is. you know, uh, there has to be obviously a huge amount of passion there yeah. uh, for, for, for someone to, to kind of want to get that off the ground. Um, you know, you mentioned that, you know, writing a book was something that obviously that you were passionate about, that you wanted to do, that you had the content there. But it was also a stepping stone for you in terms of yeah. your your content writing and yeah, uh, and having a product. Yeah. yeah, I did because I suppose when I started my writing series... You know, they'd all written books. They're talking about the process. Of course, I've done my research, but I hadn't gone through it myself. Mm. And I've always wanted to write a book. This wasn't the book that I wanted to originally have for my first book. Mm. But that'll come. Mm. I think there's more in me. Once you start it, it's nearly like an addiction. You want to write more. So I began and I was able to show that I know what they were talking about. And I had my own product as a book. I know what you went through. I know what you're talking about. So I think... 
in relation to having a product to be uh, along with your business to know what you're talking about is really a good idea as well you know any kind of a book it doesn't you can write a book about anything Mm -hmm. when you self-publish you know it can be a small little information book about what you do Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't have to be about memoir it doesn't have to be fiction you can write about anything at all it's a fantastic achievement like I say I have about three half written books and Mm. I you know I really really have loads of books in me but it's just I found I I even went on to a writer's retreat and spent two months down there um but I just I I know I have something to say and I know I can write but just that sitting down that that isolation that kind of the 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 feeling of sort of spending hours is something that I really struggle with I mean would you have any advice for for me or for anyone else who might be in that position I think you really have to structure anything that anyone I've interviewed they've always said you have to write every day Mm. whether it's journaling in a book or you're always have a notebook with you in a pen just write 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 and read I don't have enough time to read with three kids, but I do try and read, and it takes me a long time to read a book. Reading, read, read as many books as you can. I admire so many book bloggers that write, read all these books. How did they do it? I don't know. Reading is a huge one. You learn about different reading t- styles, the formats, the the authors. Mm. So you need to you need to add that time in, whether it's getting up early, whether it's when the kids go to bed, whether it's on the, the train going to work, have your laptop, open it up and write even 500 words a day. Mm. It'll all build up mm. and maybe go back and look at what you've written and maybe just start from where you, you've started, left off mm. and, and just see if you can freshen it up maybe mm. it's it's just interesting and I think mm. a lot of people struggle with it I mean I've tried to do the writer's way Julia Cramer yeah. you know sort of the morning papers and yeah. all of that kind of thing and I think possibly you know procrastination for me when it comes to the writing is a fear of success or a fear of failure so like it's either one of those two things you know I think sometimes I notice it with my coaching clients as well sometimes we have a goal that sits on our shoulder that Mm. we procrastinate over because it's almost something that if we complete it then it won't be there anymore in the you know it's a strange thing that I have this desire and this will um and I suppose it's just to, it, it's I, I I feel for me if I write a book I I want it to be published I want it to be out there I yeah. I, I you know um, whereas I think I need to kind of get over that and just write the damn thing like write the book for the sake of having written a book which yeah. is um, I think something that you know we we, we have to just understand that our accomplishment is yeah. in the action of yeah. doing something as opposed to you've the got result to commit. or the reward yeah you've exactly. got to you've got to think about where's the time of the day that I can write mm-hmm. and that's what it is I mean it's hard for me with the kids at home as well I've only got morning times and evening but um, and you've got to really motivate yourself but you know writing workshops and joining a group will motivate you writing I, I mean I went to amazing writing workshops in Dalkey and you just write and you get feedback from people in the group that's find them groups if you can't do it on your own find find a buddy mm. you know it's accountability partner as well could work mm. someone else who likes to write and wants to write as well find someone that you can bounce back off as well you know and surround yourself with writers because mm. they will understand that person that's on your shoulder you know kick that person off and just tell them to leave you alone and write you need to just write and find that partner maybe that'll help you with that accountability 
And the writer's mindset video series that yeah. you have, is that something that could help as well? Yeah, absolutely. That's And that's on my website. If There's a range of people on that. I've lost count of many people. Vanessa Fox is amazing. And she has writing.ie's her website. And it's full of resources for writers where to begin. You can join it and be a member. You can, you know, um, submit writing on that as well. There's lots of resources, but if there was any I would recommend at all, it would be writing.ie, for sure, to start with. Just look, go and look there. Um, I've submitted a few articles there. Vanessa Fox is very supportive of writers. Amazing. She's lots of... There's loads of um, festivals coming up as well. Go to the festivals, interact. Go and say hello when you're a writer. You know, there's loads. Nearly every month there's ones coming up. So uh, I have a plan of ones I can attend with the kids and ones I can't attend with the kids. Um, so look look online, re- research the workshops and festivals. And I think it's interesting what you said there, you know, going to the festivals and saying yeah. I'm, I'm a writer. I think um, there's a lot of imposter syndrome that mm. exists within the, the literary world, within the writing world. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, I, I, I'm a poet. I've written a lot of poetry. I've had poems published in books. And obviously I'm, I'm a writer. I have a column and, you know, but for a long time I felt fraudulent calling myself a writer yeah. or calling myself a poet you know um I think there's a a lot of 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 people who who maybe would feel that they're being you know untruthful calling but I really believe that if you are a writer you are are a writer to your core it doesn't matter whether you are professionally a writer or whether you've had anything published yeah you are a writer if writing is a passion and a love of yours and if it's something that you want to do and don't forget about uh, competitions there's heaps of them, you know. There's writing stories. If, you're, if it's, I don't know whether I'll ever write a fiction book, Ariana. Don't know how people write fifty, hundred thousand words. I think the most I can write is probably thirty thousand. I know I'm a short story writer, or maybe anthologies, something like that. I like collecting stories and putting them into a book. Mm. So maybe that's what I've learned from this whole process. That's what I'm maybe supposed to do: be that vessel for people mm-hmm. to get the books out of them. And I think that's what I'm really going to um, look into now. And I have a new service. This the Story Angel is where I help people ghostwrite their books because people, ha- everyone has a book in them as you said at the beginning, it's it's finding someone to help you get that book out of your head and onto paper. And that's that's what I can help people with now. Mm. Um, and it's definitely something I'm going to explore more with and help people with, I hope. Brilliant. And just, you know, you mentioned there mm. about the, the sort of the communities and helping people, yeah. I suppose, like you as well. I mean, if there's... What, where, where does that sort of d- desire or, or like in terms of like getting out into the community and, and helping other people or other people I mean you know if anyone's listening to this and maybe wants to as I said this podcast is all about finding your tribe of mm. fellow soloers and finding people within your community within your network and um, what kind of uh, advice do you have about that for finding writing clubs yeah. and stuff I think definitely go to your, your local library you know go um not everyone's going to be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn works really well. It takes time to build up a following on any platform. And not everyone's into social media. What do they do then? So you have to you'll have to look outside the box. And what about people you're working with or something? Are they writers? Do they know people? What do they do in their pastimes? Mm. Ask questions, you know. Definitely the libraries, community centres. Um, look, and more. It's mm. more just because, I mean, I suppose it's more just about... 
having the courage to put yourself out there really isn't it yeah. it's, uh, that this is the kind of the thing that yeah. I'm sort of referring to it's like yeah there's there's obviously a lot of resources but it's more just a case of people who are able to walk into a library and yeah. ask about that you know so it's more just about I, I guess it's just about being courageous yeah. and yeah. and you know really identifying that if this is something that you want to do if this is something that you're passionate about you know having listened to your advice today that it is possible to publish a book to go down the self-publishing yeah. route yes you know it may be costly but if it's something that you wanted to start today to start you know putting some money aside yeah really just mm. sitting down as you say writing trying to write maybe 500 words a day at a minimum building up your network but most importantly it's just having the courage to take that first step to yeah. put yourself out there and sure. to be able to refer to yourself as a writer um, with confidence mm-hmm. and and go after what it is that you want to yeah want and to I achieve. think some people I've interviewed and even myself even just to say I'm an author now it's it it's weird it is it's but you've got to believe that mm-hmm. I am an author now just keep saying it to yourself say that mantra I am an author and I want to be an author you know the writers I've interviewed that have self-published they say I can't believe I can say I'm an author you know it's just incredible to be able to say that yeah if yeah. you write you can be an author but, and you know what absolutely you can be whatever you want to be yeah. I, I've been doing this um, MMA journey um, that I'm on I'm training for an MMA fight and every week I put up a picture and I have been saying on um, my Instagram this is me now I'm a fighter, um, which is something I, I wasn't uh, 14 weeks yeah. ago. But recently, uh, as part of the coaching training that I do at Mindstream, I work with my students on writing down a goal in the I am present tense. Yeah. Um, and I wrote down, I am a fighter. And then I scribbled it out and I said, I am a winner, uh, <laughs> which I is like what that, I Ariana. plan on yeah. being when I, yeah. when I win this. So I think, you know, that's a sentence that I never would have said, you know, as I say, 14 weeks ago, but it is something that I'm saying now. And I think you have to believe it to achieve it to, to, to succeed. 100%. You know? so I'm going to write more books. I am going to write more big yes. books. And as I said earlier on, the vision boards, I love them and not everyone's cup of tea. But if you look at that every day, you know, it, you, you visualize your future. Mm-hmm. And I think I manifested this, all this, what's happening now, 10, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. by networking with people by going to those people by asking them for help and and it's it's happening now yeah believe and achieve I love that yeah, yeah for sure absolutely well if anyone listening to this um feels inspired maybe after uh, you've you've uh, stopped listening to this podcast you can say out loud I am a writer and you can uh, write uh, as many words as you can today and uh, and maybe in, in a year's time six months time you two will have a book in your hands that or you 20 years Ariana as it took me <laughs> 20 years absolutely anytime yeah. it, there's no there's no time limit and I suppose that's the thing from this as well that there's no obstacles yeah. there's no right age there's you no can write right at time any age yeah yeah, any yeah. age. I just read there on the way in on the Lewis in Woman's Way magazine, um, a new writer, 66 years of age. Mm-hmm. She retired and started writing and she's after being signed up for a couple of books now. So you can do it at any age as a writer and that's great. Yeah. There's no retirement age. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, on that note, thank you so mm. much, Yvonne. It's been absolutely lovely to have you and for you to share your, your solo parenting journey, your solo self-publishing thank journey you. and just the, uh, the advice that you have 
have to to anyone else out there as well but um thank you so much and i look forward to reading your book thank you for bringing it in and uh where can people find you i was just gonna ask could i put that in um yvonne at yvonnereddon.com is my email and my website is www.yvonnereddon or edd.com or on linkedin okay brilliant (laughs) thank you so much thank you very much Ariane.